The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Pharisees heard that he had been had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment is the greatest? In the law is the greatest. He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord. I have to confess, my Lutheran pastor husband told me, he's like, Kendra, in Lutheran tradition, we keep it short and sweet, so honey, you gotta cut it. So <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how this goes. But it is so good to be here in worship with you all this morning. And it's especially good as we get ready to kick off our vacation Bible school week. I love that this is a chance for us to come together, not staying isolated as our individual communities, but recognizing that all of us are God's beloved community. I'm especially grateful to our BBS team, to Pastor Shelley and Melody, uh, to my colleague Sarah. Um, it's, good, it's good to be today, and I, I give thanks to God who is good and who makes it all possible. So would you please center with me in prayer before we enter the word? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be glorified in your sight. For you, O oh God, are our rock, and you are our redeemer. Amen. So how many of you have participated in a fire drill? This is VBS week, so I'm, I'm encouraging active audience participation. How many of you have participated in a fire drill? Okay, you guys haven't participated in a fire drill? Really? No? Okay, wow. There's a first time for everything. I thought fire drills were commonplace these days. Um, but most of you have participated at this point in a fire drill, and so you know that feeling that happens, that rush, that beating of the heart that quickens the way your pulse beats faster, when the lights start flashing and the alarms start calling. And I don't know if this is something that they still do in schools. Maybe some of you could tell me after service. But I remember back when I was in elementary school, once a year the fire department would come and they would talk to our class and they'd bring this paper that was fill in the blanks entitled My Family's Fire Plan. And it helped me and my parents and my brother talk through what would happen in case of a fire in our home. And on the paper, you had to write down your escape route plan. I would go from my bedroom on the second floor down our shag, brown shag carpeted stairs out the front door to a tree that sat on the corner of our lawn. I still remember this all these years later. And part of that paper also asked what you would bring with you in case of a fire. And I remember sitting a long time at our worn wooden kitchen table that had belonged to my great-grandfather Isaac on the family farm in Southern Virginia. And I sat staring at that section 
because what the section was asking seemed to be big and impossible to narrow down in my little mind. But it was asking the most important question. It was asking, what is essential? Was my beloved bunny that I slept with almost every night for probably too many years, was bunny essential? What about the cross necklace that my great-grandmother had given me? Or the journal where I kept track of all the grievances a little sister might have of an older brother? Were these things essential? Years later, during the summers I was in college, I would go from my sleepy college town in Salisbury, North Carolina, out to the wilds of Wyoming to work for the Bureau of Land Management as a wildland firefighter. And it wasn't until I was writing this sermon I was wondering if those firefighters in my elementary school days influenced me in a way I hadn't realized. But, but when I was a wildland firefighter, we had to ask this same question, maybe in a different way. What is essential? At the start of every year, we were given a pack that had to carry the basics. It had to carry medical supplies, water, emergency ready-to-eat food, a face and neck shield, my radio, my blue plastic hard hat. And at the base of every pack, there was a box about this big by this big that held a survival sack where, in case of a situation where the fire became out of control and there was no hope for escape, you were to pull the sack out of the bottom of your bag and wrap it around yourself and lay on the ground. Like one of those potatoes that maybe you've eaten when camping, you wrap it in tin foil and you throw it into the fire. And we would practice deploying these sacks to make sure that in under 30 seconds, we'd be able to pull it and secure ourselves in this too thin sheet that was your only shelter between you and the raging inferno outside. It was essential. Our very survival could have depended upon it. Today's scripture from the lectionary is not from the lectionary. <laughs> so for all of you Bible nerds out there, we broke from tradition today. Um, and we are reading a scripture that will be used throughout the course of Vacation Bible School this week. But in this text, it's one that is known and beloved. We find that Pharisee testing Jesus, trying to trick him, asking him, what is the most important law? See, in ancient Judaism, there were many laws, thousands and thousands of laws that helped direct and guide what it meant to live a good and faithful life. And so the Pharisee asks a seemingly impossible question. Of these thousands of laws, what is the most important? What is essential? Is it honoring your parents? Is it keeping the Sabbath? Is it any of the purity laws that helped people to keep their attention in the everyday on God? Wear this and don't wear that. Eat this and don't eat that. And God forbid you wear some sort of polyester blend that is definitely against the purity laws. But Jesus, in all his wisdom, knows that these specific little laws 
point to what's truly important, a law of love. And Jesus replies, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. This is the summation of the law. This is essential, love. When God moved over the waters at the very beginning of creation, as God breathed life into the world, blessing the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, calling them and us good, there was love. It is foundational. It is essential. When God walked with the Israelites from the captivity of Egypt to the liberation of that promised land, there was love. It is essential. In the life of Jesus, we see love enfleshed, and Jesus' actions themselves and living embodiment of love. And how did Jesus live out that love? What did it look like? Jesus made sure that everyone was included, not just the pretty, popular people, those who want to perform in ways that are seen as perfect by this world's standards. Jesus welcomed all, especially the left out and the left behind. Jesus loved messy, complicated people like you and me. Jesus healed the sick, welcomed the stranger. And why did he do these things? Because love is essential. Love does not divide us into different churches but it unites us as we hear God's affirmation that we are beloved. This week in Vacation Bible School, our children and their families will play games and do crafts. They'll learn about service and do service for the good of our community. They'll hear scripture and sing silly songs, exploring how they are called and how we all are called to join God at work in the world. And what is God's work in the world? Love. Thankfully, thankfully the house is not burning. Our lives and the world is not on fire, or hopefully, hopefully not. Though let's be honest, we all have had our inferno moments where the pressures feel too much, where it's too hot and we are scared Maybe we feel lost and turned around, the smoke of the world clouding our eyes and filling our lungs. In many ways, we feel like we are reemerging from a fire. And maybe we feel like we can breathe again. Maybe we feel like the tendrils of new life coming forth from the burned over ground. Regardless of if we are preparing for what could be, as you do in a school fire drill, if we're in a fire now or if we are re-emerging, the Pharisees' question, what is essential, rings out for us all. And may our reply echo Christ's. May we love. May we love in ways that are big and bold and universal. 
And may we love in the beautifully unique ways that each and every one of us are called and equipped by God to love in the world. For we are truly called to join God's work. May it be so for me and for each and every one of you. Amen.